so I look forward to getting into the lab with the coaches and the guys and, and attacking this run game uh, situation. Um, it's something that we shouldn't have a difficult time pushing through, to be quite honest with you. We have very capable people in that area, um, but it is below the line as we sit here today. Um, thankfully, it wasn't significant enough in terms of uh, costing us a game at this juncture, uh, but we're proceeding with that level of urgency. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Ritchie here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Thanks in for the touchdown, and there's the coup de grace. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to another edition here of the Mass Steel Podcast. We're Church. Of course, yours truly, Charles Pratt Ritchie, and we are getting started right now here on this edition right now as the Steelers are getting ready for their Week 11 matchup versus Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville this Sunday, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time kickoff uh, for that game, and we'll see how the Steelers uh, fare right there. They can keep this uh, win streak going here to start off the season right now. Many uh, around the league including uh, Terry Bradshaw, who's also gotten in with Michael Irving, feeling like this team can run the table uh, this year, and we'll see. I mean, it's got a legit shot, but I think in the end, it's still about winning the Super Bowl. We'll find out. A lot of interesting stuff to get into right now. You just heard Mike Tomlin uh, talk about right there, addressing the elephant in the room the last couple of weeks, which has been the most obvious Steelers' struggles on offense, which has been the run game. Unfortunately, as it stands right now, they are ranked 25th in that category with uh, 916 yards, and they're only uh, right now at that point in time, I mean, with that, I mean, they're averaging 3.8 yards per attempt. Uh, which is not good. And I, I feel like right now, because I was listening to the people like uh, the Cook and Joe show on 93.7 The Fan, uh, you had a guy in Ron Cook basically uh, saying that he seems to be okay uh, with the fact that Ben is winning these games and, like, do, do they really need a run game? I mean, necessarily, per se, in the long haul. I feel right now, when you look at it, I think definitely that's one of the things that sticks out when you try and be a Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl championship caliber team. You have to have that element. I mean, not necessarily asking for like a guy to rush for a thousand yards, but whenever you do need to make some execution, uh, force some first down pickups, and to help control the clock right there, uh, it definitely uh, helps big time to have that. Because one of the things that I've noticed that the Steelers are slipping in right now. Uh, that has been very noticeable is controlling the time of possession. I mean, the, the running game still helps that. I mean, just as far as like uh, controlling the tempo of the game, because as of recently, right now, they went from number one the last couple of weeks to now number seven at close to 32 minutes a game. And that was one thing I was very impressed with, with this team, what they were controlling. I mean, the good news is so far, I mean, when you got a guy like Ben Rosper who's playing 
at his uh, best uh, career numbers uh, so far as far as taking care of the ball. I mean, when you really, truly look at it, I mean, for this year, I mean, what he's been able to do, I mean, for this team, at the end of the day, I mean, you look at a guy who has 22 touchdowns and four interceptions. Not often you would hear that with a guy like Ben Rosberg or other center. At the end of the day, I mean, some people are putting him in the conversation for uh, quite possibly an uh, MVP candidate for the league, which I found uh, very uh, striking right there. And we'll get into that in just a moment here. But uh, I was doing some research on it yesterday. Uh, there wasn't really nothing much to talk about yesterday uh, since the Steelers were coming off a dominating victory over the Cincinnati Bengals this past Sunday in Heinz uh, Field. And when we really look at it, and uh, right now, I mean, the odd shark right now has Ben Rosberger at the seventh best odds to win the MVP. Is that plus 2,500, 25 to 1 odds right now uh, to win it? Uh, the people that are ahead of him, uh, starting with number one, is, of course, uh, Russell Wilson right now. But the only uh, retort to that, they are 6 and 3 right now. And possibly could be seeing their playoff uh, divisional hopes uh, slip away if they're not careful. I mean, the Rams are starting to heat up right now. And so they're in third place in the NFC West. And you got Patrick Mahomes, uh, defending Super Bowl champion with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, you got Aaron Rodgers with the Packers right now, who's doing a phenomenal season in his own right, which I believe they have two losses at that point. Uh, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills right now. Uh, he is at plus 950, 19-2 odds. Then you got Kyler Murray of the Cardinals. Uh, Tom Brady at plus 2,200 along with uh, Kyler Murray, 22-1 odds. Uh, I mean, let's really uh, f- f- I mean, think about this and dissect this real quickly because uh, right now, I mean, when you really truly uh, think about it, I mean, at this point, I mean, you look at, like, all the passers in this league. I mean, this has been one of the... L- Elite stats that has been uh, haunting Ben Roethlisberger in his career, in my opinion. Aside from having a third Super Bowl ring, I truly would like to see him still get a league MVP if possible. A lot of people are probably looking at this guy as far as more or less uh, comeback player of the year. But, I mean, when you look at like uh, the, the numbers that he's putting up right now, I mean, so far this season, he's fifth in touchdowns right now. I mean, at this point with uh, 22, I mean, that's one behind Tom Brady and only three away from uh, Patrick Mahomes. Wilson's got 28, so he's only six off. That's not too far from that right now. I mean, and then when you look at another uh, element of it too, Ben Rosberger's tied first right now for the most fourth quarter comebacks this year with three. He's only got three game-winning drives so far this season. That ranks second. And then you also start to look at, too, the other side of the coin with uh, Ben Rosberg. He's ninth in QB rating at 103.0. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff right here, a lot of positives. Uh, I was uh, watching the R for Most experience uh, with him and Deke right there. And uh, you could definitely uh, catch a lot of their stuff on their YouTube channel with R for Most right there. And one of the things that R for Most was uh, saying, too, how, I mean, when you look at the th- I mean, him playing with a good team and you get a good defense. I mean, and Ben Rosper, don't get me wrong, he's been putting the team on his back the last couple of weeks, but he tends to think that could still kind of like work against him as far as like being league MVP if he were to get selected. That it could be 
a backdrop where you got a guy like Russell Wilson who hardly does not got a defense in Seattle, uh, hardly any help from special teams. I mean, he's been literally have to uh, win some games. I mean, one of the most games that stick out for me, I mean, when I think a guy like Russell Wilson was that Sunday night game against uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, uh, which, by the way, congratulations to Kirk Cousins right there. Uh, his very first win on Monday Night Football, hard to believe, 1-9 all-time, 8-16 and 16 under the lights on a primetime stage. Uh, big win for the Vikings. They're starting to heat up right now. Uh, caught our beloved Bears here in Chicago. But, I mean, here's the thing with Ben, ben Roethlisberger. I mean, one of the things, too, I mean, I mean, he also still looks at a guy like Alex Smith, too. I mean, I mean, versus like coming back from injuries, he's coming back off a broken leg from like over two years ago. And it looks like that the Washington football team may be uh, trying to re-experiment having Alex Smith as their guy going forward. And I mean, this is a guy who's went for uh, hell and back, almost having to possibly lose his leg altogether. And you see what this guy is doing. But I definitely do feel like right now, I mean, Alex Smith, I mean, when you look at, when you compare the two with him and Ben Roethlisberger, the only thing is, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, he's been surrounded by a bunch of great talent. But I definitely do believe he's uh, been putting on a Superman cape this year. He has been putting his team on his back at certain moments. I mean, when you really look at it, I mean, the games, they really uh, took care of business for this team. I mean, it's more in particular the games that stand out. I'd probably say the Houston Texans would be the first game right there. I mean, even though it was kind of like a slow-motion type of offense throughout that game, uh, trailing uh, throughout the game mostly, but they still kept it within striking distance thanks to the defense. I mean, but they will still pull off a victory. Then you also got the Baltimore Ravens, where they're down as many as by 10 points. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys, a woeful Cowboys team who should have had no business of, uh, like, uh, been on top of the Steelers the way they were, with the exception of the fact that they still felt like they had a low ounce of hope competing for the NFC East. I mean, the highest uh, comeback they came back throughout the year is 13 points. So, Big Ben Rosberger, I mean, he's took a lot of heat the last couple of years. I've been one of the guys that's been harder than this guy. But at the end of the day, too, I mean, the thing is where I make the case for possibly being league MVP, I mean, and I, and I agree with Deke on this. I mean, the thing is, look at when they were hurt when he was out for the season last year. I mean, granted, yes, the Steelers did have a great defense to, like, uh, hold on the fort. And uh, they uh, definitely went all in right there. I mean, with Mika Fitzpatrick. And they finally got the takeaways settled in. I mean, it was just a matter of just having a, a good, solid running game to complement uh, guys like Mason Ruff and Devlin Hodges. I mean, still, I mean, the thing is, I mean, they just barely missed the playoffs because they went so hard at it. But when you look at coming back this year, I think Ben Roethlisberger just still brings a lot of value to wins above replacement. I mean, when you really look at it. I mean, he, he definitely accounts for a lot of those wins. And this team could be a completely drastically uh, different team if Ben, ben Roethlisberger is not under center. I probably make the argument that they'd probably be 5-3 and three at this point in time. I mean, yellow, maybe 5-4. and four. I'd say 5-4. and four. I mean, it's, it's not an easy task to go through what they've been doing. I mean, 
I mean, they still got a lot of things they're starting to learn about each other. I mean, with this group, I mean, uh, granted, there are some things that they need to be fixed, but I also do look at it too and say, you know what? I mean, you're starting off a 9-0 team. I mean, you're looking at almost like a team that could be perfect, which would be another thing that could work against Ben Rosberger. I understand that. But the thing is, when you look at an MVP, you do have to be that guy where you could still rally your team. I mean, look at a guy like uh, LeBron James right now. I mean, he's who's been surrounded by a lot of talent with the L.A. Lakers this past year. Uh, it went to Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, LeBron James, he has been not an MVP candidate or MVP winner for over seven years. And sometimes they'll look at a guy like Giannis, who's had to deal with uh, a lot less than LeBron James, uh, making them the best team in the NBA, and still have a remarkable, I mean, season, just everything. I mean, that team was championship potential until they hit the playoffs. It did not seem to be the case uh, that time around. Uh, for Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks, unfortunately. So, uh, like I said, we're uh, streaming live right now here on uh, Facebook Live for tonight. No Instagram. I will get back on that uh, tomorrow. But uh, for right now, I'd like to hear your thoughts right now. Steelers are 9-0, looking to try and pick up their 10th victory against the Jaguars. And I got to tell you what, I'm starting to feel a lot better about this team. I know the running issue is still one of the most obvious, but I like the fact that Mike Tomlin is acknowledging it. I'm glad he's speaking on it. I'm glad he's, uh, you know, like uh, trying to take the time to put more emphasis on it this weekend. I mean, the good thing is you got to look at it, too, where they could get away with uh, going a little bit more on the running game. It is a fact for right now, you bought yourself a little bit of time where you got a three-game lead on the AFC North. I think that's one big factor where it's okay to try and run a little bit more than pass. Because the thing is, the Steelers team, can we really trust this team? I mean, the biggest question, when they get to the playoffs, and if they're able to get a first-round bye once again, will, we, will lightning strike twice? Will we see history repeat itself where they'll get pu punched in the mouth and be one and done? Because as good as the Steelers team is, the scary thing is, I'll always remember that Jacksonville Jaguars game where that could go all out the wayside because it's the playoffs. And because the only thing is, you got to worry about your biggest fear right now. What's going to happen, uh, like Bob Pompiani said, is that when the passing game gets shut down, there's going to be a reality where you know, you got the defense uh, pinned down, and then on top of that, you have no passing attack. You have no air attack. That's just a simple reality of the matter here, and I, I think that's something we cannot let slip by. Anyway, I'd like to get your thoughts right now. Feel free to leave me a comment right here if you like. Uh, if you guys want to follow this page, feel free to click the like. Uh, do my live videos pretty much throughout the week. And then you can also catch me on Twitter for the Metal Steel Podcast at Metal Steel CGR, at Metal Steel Nation on Instagram. Then you can follow me primarily on Twitter and Instagram at Project Richie. Uh, but for the most part, just check me out on Metal Steel CGR. That's where I do a lot of my tweeting uh, these days right now. Uh, we are talking uh, Pittsburgh Steelers right now, getting ready to head into the woeful uh, Jacksonville Jaguars right now. As we uh, look at this contest in Jacksonville, 
Uh, this will be the first time the Steelers will be down there in two years. And uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are struggling uh, mildly, but don't let that fool you, 1-8 and eight possible potential uh, trap game uh, than usual. And, I mean, you heard everything as it was sounding, I mean, right there. I mean, Mike Tomlin, his response to a trap game, uh, this is what he had to say. He says, we are not a Big Ten team playing a MAC team this week. Said the Steelers understand that both teams are professionals and the Jaguars are trying to kick their butt, end quote. And that's the thing I like about Tomlin right here. I like the fact that he's taking a calm, cool, collective approach. I mean, just like I said, more importantly, I like the fact that he's acknowledging that the running game has not been all that sexy or, or flashy. I mean, he's a guy who hardly ever goes in the particular situations or answers, I mean, with the press or the media, but... I mean, he, he'll always be uh, very direct when it comes to addressing this team. I like the fact that he's ag- addressing that they need to get some uh, improvement on this. Because I definitely do feel like it's going to be a point in time. Like I said, you're going to have some stuff uh, where someone's going to shut you down on the offense altogether. I mean, this has got to be improved upon. And I also don't feel like it helped matters, too. When you had a guy like uh, Anthony McFarlane, who had an illness, I don't think he played this past game. So, I mean, you got to be careful, too. I mean, you got the COVID situation where you have Vance McDonald and Kevin Dodson, who uh, both tested uh, positive for right now. I mean, you got options, yes, at running back, but Mike Tomlin seems to be uh, rolling with James Conner as it is going forward. Uh, and to be honest with you, the way things move on, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you might be seeing the last of James Conner as a Steeler. I mean, uh, going forward for the future of this team. I, 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 de- I definitely do tend to think that, I mean, was it just a fluke what he did in that first year? I mean, without like the services of Le'Veon Bell, who they could not come to a contract agreement with, decided to turn the page on. They need to incorporate uh, Benny Snell in there. And now a guy like uh, Anthony McFarlane in that rotation with a guy like Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels, who hasn't really done anything, has done zilch. But, I mean, like I said, too, I think you do have to consider looking at more options, I mean, for this team. It doesn't seem like it's enough right here at this point to, like, really be comfortable and you got a guy like Le'Veon Bell who's with the Chiefs. I mean, I was one of the first people who was powering if the Steelers should have considered acquiring him. But instead, I mean, you did address a, a needing position with a guy like Avery Williamson, which I do feel like is more important for without the services of Devin Bush. But you also got a guy like uh, Robert Splane right now who is on this uh, defense. I mean, when you take a look at everything, I mean, he's been doing an incredible job. He is fifth in total team uh, tackles right now with 32. And uh, just just really like a hold, do, holding his own so far. I mean, this guy right here has been very impressive stepping in when you lose a guy like Devin Bush. I mean, that's another factor right there, too. I mean, when you look at the guys they lost, I think that could only help further uh, Ben Rosper's chances 
of probably winning AP MVP right there. I think he had to, he has to get this team to the number one seed. I mean, and just try and wrap up everything early. And then just uh, win a few games in commanding fashion, just like how he did this past Sunday against the Bengals. It was finally great to see them at least have a victory uh, since the Browns were... They took control early, and they were able to play solid throughout the game. They played gradually. I still maintain the fact what this team needs to do is to kind of relax on the heavy uh, blitzing percentages that they be uh, throwing out there. I think that's the only thing where they could trip themselves up over at times. So we'll find out about that. And uh, let's get into some more stuff regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers here on the Mass Steel podcast right now. Uh, Mr. Matthew, she, uh, who's a reporter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, know that T.J. Watt, left outside linebacker, is uh, number one in the follow, following categories. Uh, Sex uh, with nine. He is tied for first in that area. Uh, he leads the league in, in, with 27 QB hits. And then he has 14 tackles for loss, which is tied first right now. And uh, speaking of Odd Shark, which I just mentioned a moment ago, we just saw just released their current uh, Defensive Player of the Year odds. This was back on November 11th, so almost a week ago. Uh, TJ Watt has the second best odds of winning Defensive Player of the Year at plus 350, 7-2 odds. Right now, the clear favorite right now uh, for the time being who still has the edge is Aaron Donald of the LA Rams right now. Uh, plus 250, 5-2 odds right here. And, I mean... Aaron Donald, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he is really something here. I mean, this guy, what he's been able to do, I mean, for this, I mean, this guy has already won the Defensive Player of the Year at least uh, three other, I mean, at least two other times I mean, when, when you look at it. Back in 2017 and 2018, their last time they'd been to the Super Bowl. I mean, and you also got to consider the fact, too, I mean, with them, uh, for a guy like Aaron Donald, I mean, when you look at it here, I mean, I mean, this guy has really been a, a true, uh, I mean, just a franchise player for that team, for that Rams uh, franchise here. And we'll see how this continues to go right now. I mean, for this uh, point in time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, Lawrence Taylor, he's the guy right now who's the only guy to win it three times. Uh, and, uh, I mean, along with J.J. Watt. So if Aaron Donald were to accomplish that feat, he'd be joining Lawrence Taylor and J.J. Watt for winning the Defensive Player of the Year uh, three times. He had uh, Lawrence Taylor's won it back-to-back uh, -back in his first two years. And then in 1986, where he was able to win not only Defensive Player of the Year, but MVP at the same time, too. I mean, that guy right there. I mean, he was uh, definitely right there, a true uh, marksman for that award right there. As we uh, look at it.
Yeah, we're uh, talking uh, Steelers and Jaguars. Also, like, uh, talking about uh, the latest odds for MVP and, of course, uh, Defensive uh, Player of the Year at this point in time uh, for right now. Again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Prodigy Richie. And then you can also uh, follow me at CJR on Twitter, at Nation on Instagram. So a lot of stuff to get into uh, right now. Also, too, the latest news I was uh, mentioning earlier, the Steelers, uh, it was reported by Mr. Matthews that the Steelers have released linebacker Ray Wilborn and have added tight end Charles Jones to the practice squad. Now, to give you a little history uh, lesson on Charles uh, Jones right now, uh, he uh, right now is uh, related to uh, Jacoby Jones uh, from what we heard. I think the Steelers had him on their uh, team a few years ago. I want to say back in 2015 when we uh, look at this guy here. He, he is a cousin of Jacoby Jones. Now, Jacoby uh, Jones, when you look at a guy, I mean, who the Steelers dealt with uh, facing, and I want to say having on here, he played for the Ravens uh, Super Bowl team back in 2012. And like I said, he played uh, briefly for a few games, for about four games with the Steelers. Back in 2015, and uh, was considered a decent uh, return man at one point. When you look at it, having uh, five uh, kick return uh, touchdowns, along with four punt return touchdowns. So we'll see how this uh, gets interested. The only thing is, right now, I think it's an interesting move because right now you still got a guy like Vance McDowell who's still on the COVID list, and then plus uh, during that game too. Some people uh, thought during the game that maybe Eric Ebron may have injured himself. And then you have Zach Gentry. So I'm just wondering how much is that can be a concern going forward as a possible death position uh, for this team. So I, I think that's a decent signing right now. I mean, uh, Ray of uh, Warburn, uh, they had to move on from. But we'll see what else uh, comes off right now. But real quickly, let's get ready to get in our fair or foul segment right now. Fair or foul topic number one. Big Ben Roethlisberger will win MVP. I'm going to say fair. I, I, I'm probably thinking more or less a lot of people are watching this. Probably sees him winning a comeback player of the year more than anything. I mean, if he gets that. But I think league MVP, I mean, he's never had it. And uh, two, I mean, at some point, I mean, just seeing his presence uh, back where he's just doing enough to direct traffic I think sometimes that speaks for itself in a lot of ways. I mean, realizing how much you missed this guy on our center a year ago. I mean, going 8-8. Eight and eight, And they will probably still made the playoffs with that team they had last year with Ben Rosper. I'd probably say a 10-6 a, uh, team. I'd say they'd be 10-6 last year the way things were going if Ben was on their center. I mean, this year, I mean, it just uh, seems interesting how Deke has brought up the point, too, that, I mean, you had guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, James Washington, and everybody else in question, the receivers without Ben Rosberger, how they just looked 
like pure garbage at times. Let's just be honest. I mean, there's a lot of high question marks if uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was going to be on the Antonio Brown level where he could still be the attractive threat. And at the end of the day, I mean, there are some big question marks and uh, people were pumping the brakes whether if he was going to be a longtime Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, they had some legitimate concerns. But when you see him come back and work with the chemistry that he's been able to put up so far, I mean, you look at the journey, what he's been doing, coming off that elbow surgery, uh, practicing with his teammates uh, back in April or May, it was when he did that video of himself, uh, finally throwing a football long after picking up a regular football and tennis ball after his clear to do some throwing. So I, I do feel like right now, I mean, when you look at everything that's been emphasized right here too, I mean, Terry Bradshaw finally starting to like uh, patch up his relationship with Bevan Roethlisberger. I mean, it was hard on him for handling his life earlier. I mean, he had a lot of disagreement with. But at the end of the day, I mean, just seeing this guy back, I mean, he's still kind of like that Superman, that hero of the day. I mean, he, he may not be as flashy as he once was, but he is still, I mean, just proving how much he cannot be forgotten about. And he's still a guy you cannot necessarily dismiss. I think he will play out his contract. I mean, there's still a lot of people out there. I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, which I was definitely one of those. I mean, if he was, if he wins the Super Bowl this year, that he'll retire. I'm not so sure. I mean, right now. I mean, more than likely, I could still see it. But... I mean, you still got to go back to what he said a long time ago. He wants to have as many Super Bowls as Terry Bradshaw. I'm not saying that he's going to eclipse him, but possibly... I, I think it's just something that's uh, one shy of him, but I think the thing is with a guy like Ben Rosberg, he's having fun for the first time in a long time. Let's be honest, because he's took a lot of fair brash criticism at the end of the day, and some of that stuff was... Uh, Legit, but a lot of the stuff with the drama queen stuff, I think we had to get over it at some point. So that's gonna do it for this edition here of the Mass Duo Podcast. Uh, I'll tune back with you. I'll try and tune back with with you guys tomorrow. Uh, give you some more further updates right now. Oh, and by the way, two update on the power rankings. Steelers are second right now behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Steelers did not move up right now. I mean, of course, you had the Kansas City Chiefs on their bye week. The Steelers do got a full game uh, lead as far as, like, the top seed in the AFC, which they're trying to get that bye for right now. And here are the top 10 real quickly before I head out of here who are in the power rank. He's got the Chiefs, of course, number one, followed by the Steelers. Saints are at number three right now. There's going to be a big question mark right now with uh, Drew Brees with multiple fractured ribs. And a uh, crushed uh, lung, I believe it was. So keep him in your prayers, please. I hope uh, he's okay. He's able to come back. Uh, that may be the last ride for him. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I still anticipate him to come back finish the season. But a collapsed lung and everything, man, that's going to be very difficult to do. Uh, followed by the Saints, got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Green Bay Packers uh, at number five. And then for your final five, you got the Ravens. Bills, Raiders, 
Cardinals and Rams. And I got to tell you, out of all those teams right now that are in that top 10, I'm probably looking at the Raiders right now, to be honest with you, who is really coming into their own. I mean, yeah, you had the fantastic uh, last grab uh, touchdown catch by DeAndre Hopkins from a good throw from Kyler Murray. I mean, the catch is obviously going to get a lot more attention. But, I mean, when you look at this Raiders team right now, they're really starting to heat up. I mean, you beat the Saints. Back in uh, week number two, you got a victory over the Chiefs so far. Got to face the Chiefs on Sunday night in Las Vegas. So, I mean, this is a team who could possibly be back to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. I like their chances, and I really feel like that Derek Carr and John Gruen, they're really starting to click. They also got a damn good running game. And Josh Jacobs, that's doing well enough. So, look forward to seeing you guys hopefully uh, tomorrow. If anything changes, I will let you guys know. But definitely uh, tune in Sunday uh, for my uh, Steelers versus Jaguars Week 11 pregame show. This is the Matt Steel Podcast. As I always leave you, don't be trolling, be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I gone. <laughs>